0: Hey, how's it going? It's Tommy here. Just wanted to say hello and thank you for listening to this episode of the Super Self Podcast. So Ben Coomber is a fantastic coach, author and speaker and he also is the host of Ben Coomber Radio which is the number one podcast in the health category in the UK. Ben was recently a speaker at the Super Self Summit. He was up on my stage two times over the course of the weekend and delivered some world-class content on nutrition and exercise and you can find so much information from Ben on his podcast or following him on social media. Um, I've dropped his his Instagram in the, the the text underneath this podcast, by the way. Um, but there's loads of stuff over there for exercise and nutrition. I thought, I've got this opportunity to be speaking to Ben backstage and conducting this interview. Why don't I go to a different place with him? So I thought I'd ask him about personal development. I know that he's a big advocate of personal and professional development. So I thought I'd venture that with him by asking him a few questions and then I also wanted to know about, you know, his story and what he th- feels and thinks about following your dreams because I know that he's someone who thinks big and sets the bar very high. And then we also had a little discussion about the fitness industry and how things are starting to change and shift towards more of a mindset Um, stance or angle which of course as you know being a listener of this podcast is something that I'm very big on and have been for a number of years and I know that Ben shares that same passion enthusiasm and drive for that element of well-being and health so uh, check out this interview episode of the Super Self Podcast thank you so much for being here listening to this if you would like to get in touch then email me tommy at tommygentleman.com and say hi on Instagram just find me on there, I'm Tommy Gentleman, it's not hard to find me. Search, add me, follow me, send me a message. I'll look forward to catching up with you real soon. Until then, thanks again and enjoy. Mm.
1: Tommy, you're drinking, you've got to do that again.
0: Sorry. (laughs) Hey everybody, welcome to this video interview or if you're listening on the podcast then audio interview with the one and only Ben Coomba. Ben, hello. Good to have you here in the interview. Thank you. So you've just come off stage
1: at the Superstar Summit. Yep. pumped. Pumped. <laughs> Bit of a surprise on the energy level? Yeah, it was good, it was good. Lots of bright eyes, people just wanting to learn, evolve and explore themselves, I love that.
0: Yeah, it's cool. It's, um, it's a really nice atmosphere we've got going on in the room. Ben's just delivered a solid, world-class, presentation on nutrition but it's much deeper than nutrition we know that but we often have to give that first Mm. to then allow people to learn give them a wide door that they can walk through so this interview today what we're really going to look into is your philosophy on self-development where it began for you when was it that you were first exposed to the possibilities of self-development and then just understanding what the real reason is for you to do what you do
1: in there just now Mm. I think I was fortunate to be shown the potential of self-development when I was 18 when I went from obese to slim so the kind of classic transformation was that first oh cool okay physically feel good and then started to change quite a lot mentally as you start to realize actually I wasn't that confident as a person before that I I thought I was confident because I spent the first 10 years of my sort of adult life as an actor as a child actor so I thought I was confident everyone else thought I was confident but I wasn't inside and then it was a, a process of starting to say, oh, okay, actually, this is who I am, and this is what I could be. And then through the physical, I started to evolve the mental, and then sort of that matured into kind of like the career. I always was ambitious with career. Um, I think I'd sort of seen that at an early age. And I think when you're in the arts, I, I was an actor, I was always into like painting and that kind of stuff. You have to be aspirational, like you're like, You're always told from a young age, like, oh, so few people make it. So you almost have to, whether it's false or not, whether it's real or not, you have to false actualize your success. So from an early age, I was always like, I'm gonna be on the West End, I'm gonna be in films, all that kind of stuff. And then I used that energy and almost just made it more real as I became an adult and turned that into career-minded self-development. And I suppose after that, I just always had in my heart, why not be the best version of yourself? So around about 18, 19, this started to change in your mind. Yeah. Uh, at what
0: point did you share that with, uh, with your family? I'm going to go and learn this thing. Mm. Like, how
1: did that start inside of you, that hunger, that desire to go and learn? Well, I was always given a lot of freedom as a kid because I went to boarding school. Okay. So it was like I was kind of kicked out and said, oh, by the way, they'll sort you out. Um, but mum always said to me when I was younger, like, do whatever you want, follow your passion. I'll support you 100% of the way. So that was cool. Uh, Dad wasn't really around much, worked in the Navy, parents got divorced at the age of 12. 12. So I kind of was pushed into these environments where I had to think like that Mm -hmm. to kind of survive. So, um, yeah, it happened from an early age, very thankful, mum's always supported me, sometimes she's bailed me out emotionally uh, and physically. But. i've always just had the freedom to do whatever Um, and don't get me wrong some people don't always have that luxury like some people have grown up in an environment where they're very constrained and they're very expected and i was very expected like my dad was always like why did you join the military great career i was always in an environment where i wasn't constantly exposed to that so i'm thankful that i was able to actually shape my own future don't get me wrong my teachers were always like. Oh you don't want to be an actor you want to be a scientist but I was like I'm not interested in science in fact I'm crap at science I'm yeah. going to be an actor yeah Okay is it um, part of what you do now you think I think expressing yourself I think is probably how I'd frame it yeah. I've almost married both skills like if I was on the stage back at 18 being um, presenting to other people, I would say that I was playing a character, mm-hmm. and now I'm playing myself, mm-hmm. and that's the most beautiful thing. Um, I get to shape the people in front of me through an experience of myself to allow themselves themselves to express themselves fully, uh, and I think that's a bit of a gift. And you know, if I feel I feel like I've been through a lot, mm-hmm. and I feel like I've got a good journey, and it would feel like I was robbing other people by not serving them in that way, and that's why I decided to become a speaker and just present myself in that way, because I think I've got a good story to share. Awesome. You get around a lot of different places, you're always yeah.
0: actively out there on stages, in front of people, speaking, educating, as well as that you've got business elements to what you do as well, which, yeah. which we haven't really talked about. With regards to the, the speaking, um, when you woke up this morning, and you had to drive here, which was what a couple of hours.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Was that one like thing that
1: ruled all other emotions for you to be like? I'm going to go and am going to do this. It was the opportunity to just help other people. So sometimes with gigs, I can lose a bit of sleep because I'm like, I'm not anguishing over like the stress of having to get up and like travel or any of that stuff. It's like. How can I do the best possible job today? Yeah. And that's why when I walked, you know, I was driving in the car, I was thinking of like, how, how would I frame that today? That thing that I feel right now, how would I frame it to help someone? When I walked in the door, I was like, right, let me speak to the next speaker and make sure that I am not going to contradict what they're going to say or anything like that. So I'm always visualizing the process to, to ensure that I've only got 60 minutes. And actually, 60 minutes is not a long period of time. I've got 60 minutes to try and say all the right things all the things that I'm feeling that are important for other people to see the pain in someone else's eyes and say how do I unlock that and I think that's what constantly goes through my brain is and I suppose that's me challenging myself to be better because I think when you become an expert it's it's literally about saying 10 years of experience in three sentences and I think that's the art of a speaker yeah love it and your, your attention to detail is really
0: admirable and so it's a level of care that you put into everything. I want to tell you something about uh, something that you won't know. Okay. Um, when we first spoke, which was through Instagram, okay. Instagram direct message, Kelly and I, we were having dinner, and it was about December, I think it was middle of December, and I would planned to do a Supercell Summit in February. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna send him a message. I'm just gonna send him a message and see what happens. He read it in like 10 seconds. I'm putting it on the spot now. I'm going to send you a message. <laughs> he read it in like 10 seconds and he replied, because I sent an email and I just sent you a message to yeah. say, I've sent you an email. And he replied really quickly and we were negotiating, but you went on holiday, didn't quite match up. It wasn't meant to be. It wasn't meant to be in that event. And um, I said on stage just now that, well, as I introduced you, that when, when it came to the conceptualization of this event. I was like, I, I didn't know whether I should message you again. I was like, I've had that chat. He doesn't know anything about me. He probably thinks I'm wasting his time because it never happened. I was like, no, screw it. This event needs to have you here because of the level of care and the level of quality that you bring. So I sent the message
1: again reply quick. We made it happen. I'm so grateful and glad that you're here. I'm always wanting to do the best thing by the person. So I'll get contacted all the time, like, Ben, I want to have a Skype and discuss diet with you or train or whatever. And I'm like, honestly, if we have a Skype session, you're wasting your money because an hour on me with Skype is going to be five times the cost of you actually going and reading my book, yeah. getting all the basics just covered. And then let's have half an hour and get really specific for you. And I think for me, we're talking about personal development now. The chats that I love having are being able to talk about everything and anything all wrapped up into this personal development thing. Like, you, We can't isolate anything anymore. We can't just talk about nutrition. We can't just talk about training. We have to talk about why, your environment, how you're feeling, how you're thinking, where, how long the journey is for you, like It's so much bigger and I think when the fitness industry comes to realise that, we'll be in a lot better place because we're actually caring for the people in mm. front of us and not some special ingredient that's going to pull it all together which is never going to happen. Mm-hmm. So all those years ago when it clicked for you,
0: what percentage of the general population do you think also shared that awareness to
1: the deeper parts and moving moving parts of getting results? Uh, Too few. Um, I I think people are really scared of looking under their hood. Yeah. Proper scared. Um, Not enough people are happy to talk about it. I don't think we live in a society where it's open and just to talk about it. Mm There's some great people doing great things when it comes to mental health, and I'm really glad of that because I think the fitness industry needs to go through that shift. The next five years of the fitness industry is going to be about mental health. You yep. can see it coming, and technology. I'm already talking about the influence of mobile phones, how people are feeling. You know, is it positive? Is it negative? And like, you know, you set the stage today when you said to people, like, look, look around you. Everyone's in the same place as you. Like, we're all feeling scared, vulnerable, unsure. The journey might be long. It might be short. Like. We're all here together, and that's okay, but not enough people are allowed to do that and be in that place, and I think it's a real shame. And people are never going to move forward if we don't feel that we are able to look under the hood, ask for help, Mm -hmm. be able to read a book, not be judged if we're sitting on a train reading a self-development book, because actually we want to move themselves forward. Um, So the fitness industry has to do that, and unfortunately uh, there's not enough, but people like you and me are hopefully making a dent Yeah, making a dent. Making a dent so they have
0: to look under the hood. Exactly. And it is shifting. I feel that you know, being in the industry roughly the same amount of time as you and seeing the things that people would say when they come in for an initial conversation and how that, that compares to now are very different. You get words being thrown around like motivation, like mindset, like mental health. And so I think it's up to us to pave the way. And the work that you do with other trainers, other PTs as well, is so vital because those guys have become the, the echo mm. of like the 10, the 10 to 12 years that you've spent, you, you and I have both committed a long time mm. to learning about self-development. Some of these guys are like fresh. Yeah. They still need to go on a bit of a journey themselves, but they're in an influential place where they can help a lot of people. So it's making sure that our message is condensed for them to understand to then teach their clients yeah. in a way that's actually gonna help them to join the shift. Mm. So I think that like, as a as a professional, as a speaker, as someone who trains other people, training trainers is a huge part of it too. Definitely. And I know that you do some work with, with guys and girls, don't you, or man?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, when it comes back to mission and impacting change, we can talk to 100 people, or I can talk to 100 trainers that influence 100 people. So yeah. for me, that's where the big bang, uh, big buck is. Also, uh, I'll be honest, personal trainers are... You'd think that they're the people that have solved it, and actually, they're quite far away from solving it. A lot of people get into fitness, bodybuilding, sport, competing because actually, they have quite unhealthy and polarizing character traits. And actually, some of the people that I've met, they're, they're even further away than their clients from, from the end result yeah. or being in a happy place. So, I suppose I take great satisfaction because the last thing I want is a personal trainer projecting all of their insecurities yeah. and incorrect beliefs on forty clients. So, I think. We have to correct that, because otherwise the fitness industry is not going to turn itself around. We're going to keep getting poorly qualified trainers, people that are even more confused about nutrition, and we're going to get greater levels of obesity, mental health issues, yada, yada, yada. So it's got to change from top to bottom. I mean, in a nutshell, that's why you're here, because you
0: share that philosophy And me as an observer. I mean, I've listened to your podcast for a number of years as you went back and listened to some of the first episodes because I, I like to do that sometimes. Just, <laughs> uh, but it maps things, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the journey is just such an amazing, it's a beautiful thing, and, and we're always a work in progress, and the fact that you're here, and we're having this conversation, I think this video, watching this video now, this will help you, if you're whether you're in the industry or not, knowing that there are other people, that actually there's a movement of people, professionals as well, mostly professionals leading the way, to make this okay, in the same way that no one had a PT 15 years ago. Mm. Uh, no, one, no one had a PT. Now, you know, everybody has access to a personal trainer, it's a common thing. This is the next thing, in my opinion, and I think we share that, is that this will grow. Mm. And with that, there will be the equivalent of some bad PTs and some good PTs and some yeah. that get it right, some that get it wrong. So we have to stay ahead, which is why we have to keep learning. Mm-hmm. And we both share that. We both opened with a similar message this morning about being the other side of things, yeah. being there learning. So I think that just pretty much sums up you know, why, why you're here. Because on the surface level, maybe from where you're sitting, it could be like, right, well, I get it, cool, he wants me to come and you about that. But it's like no one would be here that didn't share that. Mm. And when you know it, you know it because you can see it mm. in other people. And you can fish around, you can find it. Um, so every single one that's speaking today, every single speaker, has that shared message. And we're all together and we're helping a room full of people and it's just we've got to do it because we've got to do it we do have to do it responsibly 100% um, Ben Coomber thank you so much mate, thank you being been, and for being here honour honor to be here I'm looking Enjoy forward it. to the second presentation
1: and me too mate thank you so much <laughs> thank Cheers. you awesome that is a wrap